get up to your feet as we get ready to worship the King above all kings, the Lord above all lords. Hallelujah. He is worthy of all of our praise. Amen. And I saw Satan fall like lightning. And I saw darkness run for cover. But the miracle that I just can't get over. Registered in him. And I believe in signs and wonders. And I have resurrection power. Still the miracle that I just can't get over. My name is registered in heaven. And my praise belongs to you forever. testimony from dead to life cause grace rewrote my story I'll testify by Jesus Christ the righteous I'm justified this is my testimony this is my testimony this is my testimony Sons and daughters, by with blood and washing water, sing the praises of the Spirit, Son and Father. Our God will finish what He started. Yes, our God will finish what He started. This is my testimony from the life, cause grace rewrote my story, I'll testify, by Jesus Christ the righteous, I'm justified, this is my testimony, this is my testimony. testimony from death to life cause grace rewrote my story I'll testify by Jesus Christ the righteous I'm justified this is my testimony oh I'm alive this is my testimony from death to life cause grace rewrote my story testify by 
Jesus Christ the righteous, I'm justified. This is my testimony. This is my testimony. You are my testimony. I saw darkness run for cover But the miracle that I just can't get over My name is registered in heaven Hallelujah And I just want to speak the name of Jesus over every heart and every mind Cause I know there is peace within your presence I speak Jesus And I just want to speak the name of Jesus Dark addiction starts to break Declaring there is hope and there is freedom I speak Jesus Your name is power Your name is healing Your name is life
knowing that the power of death and life is in our tongue, Lord. We just speak your name over our family and over our city and any problems that we have in our lives, God. I pray that your name is the first name that we think of, that we call to you first, Lord, knowing that you have the answers, that you are the one who holds tomorrow, that you are our mighty champion. We just build our foundations on you, and you alone, in Jesus' name. Joke. 
that entrance into the kingdom of God is salvation. And now we live as a citizen of the kingdom of God. We live by the directive of the kingdom of God. Amen. But none of it's possible without the death of Jesus, the shedding of his blood, the sacrifice of his body. Amen. So this morning, we'd like to partake of communion together because this is the foundation of everything that we believe. All you see in the Old Testament lean to this moment right here. And everything you see in the New Testament flows out of this moment right here. Amen. This is not membership to this church. This is the sign you belong to the church. Amen. And that is the body of Christ. And Jesus said, as he broke the bread and served the cup with the disciples, he said, do this in remembrance of me. We do this because we want to constantly remind him of what our faith is all about. Constantly reminded of the work of God in our life, the forgiveness of our sins and new life flowing forth. Amen. And we do this because we believe he's coming again. Because the work that he began, he's going to finish it. The work that he started, the kingdom is working, but, but he's going to come and bring it to finality. Amen. And just proclaim not only his death, but his pushing towards the hope that he is coming again. Amen. So, you don't have to this morning, but if you'd like to, you may come and take elements. I'm looking at the crowd, and I'm really hoping they put enough out. But I believe we got enough. But if you'd like to this morning, if you would kind of make your way to the middle aisle, come down and take the elements and go around the side, or go back to your seats, we'll partake together when everybody's there.
sometimes when I contemplate this, it overwhelms my mind. That the love of God will be so amazing, so deep and so wide. That he would give himself in such a way that I could be free. And not hold it against me. Not hold it over my head. Not keep a chart somewhere with my name. But just one more strike, just one more strike, and you're out, you know? But the forgiveness of my sins was cast as far as the east is to the west. And he keeps no record of wrongs. My goodness. It's overwhelming. That the body of Jesus given for us and the blood of Jesus for the remission of our sins. This is our life. And I'm thankful for the provision of God in all areas of my life. I believe that. But yet, if this is all that I have received, amen. Amen. Because this is more than enough. My goodness. Amen. Now, Paul writes that we're careful not to take this in an unworthy manner. In other words, that it's just, uh, that's just something we do at church. But this is a sacred moment. And I ask that before we partake, that if you have unforgiveness in your life, things that you need to give over to him, I ask you to do it right now. And the amazing thing about God is you just ask. Say, Lord Jesus, I'm a sinner. Please forgive me. And the Bible says that he is faithful and he is just and he will cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That's the goodness of God, the wonderful goodness of God. So how about before we partake, you just have a moment with Jesus. Lord, Lord, hear us this morning. Forgive us this morning. I pray that we don't come in an unworthy manner, but we come in a way, Lord, that is honorable of you because of what you have done. Forgive us of our sins. Wipe us clean, make us whole justified in you, right standing. We thank you for that. If anybody is crying out to you in this moment, Lord, that they have the assurance in heart that you have forgiven them. There's no more condemnation. There's more, no more shame. Their past has been taken care of. I thank you for that. I thank you for that. Lord, we, we thank you for your body broken for us, given for us, sacrificed for us in our place. You paid the, the wage of sin, which is, which is death, and you did it on the cross. We thank you for that. Let's partake of the bread together. Lord, we thank you for your blood that was shed. Not only do you establish the kingdom of God, not only do you teach us a way to live, but in purpose you went through this cross for us, knowing what you were going to endure. So your blood would be shed in such a way that cleanse us, make us whole, and set us in a place of living into new life. We thank you that your blood covers us. It is sufficient. 
once and done, sufficient. We thank you for that. Let's partake of the cup together. In Jesus' name. And just for a moment, just thank him for what he has done for you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your forgiveness. Thank you for your obedience to the cross. Thank you for enduring what you endured. Thank you. Lord, we cannot repay you but just to follow you, to give ourselves to you, to claim you as Lord and Savior. We thank you. People counted unto you because of what you have done. Thank you, Jesus. You're so wonderful, so amazing. Thank you. Jesus' name, in Jesus' name.
good morning, everybody. Come on in and grab your seat back again. Amen. Well, it's good to have you live streamers, wherever you're watching from. It's good to have you. Blessings on you today. All right, tithe and offering. If you have uh, giving today, um, offering envelopes are in the chairs in front of you. If there's not one there, the ushers have an offering envelope for you. You also have prayer cards. We'd love to join with you in faith for your prayer needs. Uh, you can wave your hand around. They'll get you one of those also. Um, and as we give today, we give in response to the faithfulness of God. How many know that when Jesus said he, he never leaves us nor forsakes us, right? Now, he was, he was talking about uh, as you go into the world with his word, as we go and make disciples of all nations. He's, he's never going to leave you as you do that. But, but there's some side things that come with that, that he's with us in all things then. How many know that God never forgets about you? Amen. My goodness. He never forgets about you. He never gets distracted over here and forgets that you're over here, you know? That he is always with you in all things and his provision for what you need in life will be with you. Jesus taught, and we talked about this Wednesday night a little bit. He said, look, don't worry about chasing after the things that you need to, to, to wear and, and, and the things to eat and all that kind of stuff. Because those that don't know God worry about that stuff and they chase them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and then he'll add all that stuff to you anyways. In other words, he's going to provide. How many of you know that God is your provider? Amen. So when we come and, and take a moment in church to give our tithe and our offering, it is a response to the faithfulness of God, that God is good. Amen. All right. So I'm, I'm going to pray over your giving today. If you have something, you can bring it. Lord, we thank you for an opportunity to give today, continuing our worship. Lord, Lord, the tithe is holy unto you, and we believe that. And it's an offering to you that, that we're letting not only ourselves know, but, but the, the way we think, the, the way we approach life, that finances and, and things that we have, that is not our God, that we don't need to fret and worry and be anxious about those things. But you, Lord, are our provider. And we give today as a testimony to that provision. We thank you for that, Lord. You are good. Thank you. In Jesus' name, we all say amen. So if you have something, you can bring it. Let me, let me give you a couple quick uh, things about today. We have extra stuff going on today, and that's good. Uh, as soon as I'm done with the word today, we have baby dedication. How many of y'all love the little babies? Amen. <clears throat> so we have baby dedication. Then, then I want to take just a couple moments, and I want to show you a quick video. I'll, I'll explain it. It's a social media thing, but I'll show it to you. But as soon as we're done with that, I'm going to dismiss, but don't go. I'm dismissing so you can get your kids because we have water baptisms today. How many know it's good to bring people into the kingdom? Amen. So, uh, and then after that, there's one more thing. Uh, for all of you that are able-bodied, okay, uh, Tomorrow, all of the carpets in the entire church are being cleaned. 
So we need some help gathering all the chairs and getting them off the carpets and the kids' church cleaned out with all their stuff and everything thrown in the kitchen downstairs. So we'll give directive about that. So we have baby dedication, then we have uh, a quick video I want to show you, then we have water baptisms, then we got to get ready for carpet cleaning tomorrow. So having said that, let's just get right into the Word today. How about that? So if you've got your Bibles, you can get it out, 1 John chapter 4. And I'm excited to be with you today. Uh, we're in second week of a series that we started last week called Shelter from the Storm. Depending on your perspective, uh, you may feel like, uh, whether it's our society or certainly around the world, that there's sort of this storm that is brewing. Um, it, it has been brewing. It's not anything really new, but it, it seems at times to uh, be intensified a little bit. Certainly, certainly sin and the ways of a lost world are connected to that. As we know, the enemy is at work. He, he seeks whom he may devour. The enemy is always at work and has been. Um, but, but it seems like at times that things just seem really pressured. How many know what I'm talking about? And, and we're, we're, you know, dealing with so many different things, so many worries that we have for those that we love. If you have children, uh, you have worries about the kind of world they're growing up in, the influences that are out there. Uh, it could be anything from, from simply uh, uh, stuff you can get connected into on social media. It could seem like what's on the forefront today, our nation, what's the topic all the time, transgenderism and things of that nature. But it seems like people have a lot of concerns, and you should have concerns, Okay, because we are here and we are to live in the world, but we are not to be of the world. I mean, you know what I mean? So shelter from the storm is a way that I want to say this. Your family should be a shelter from the storm. Amen. By the way, your friendships should be your close friendship should be a shelter from the storm. Your church should be a shelter from the storm. Now, I, I know you have concerns, and, and I get it. I raised three kids. that They're all pretty much independent and out of the house at this point. Um, but I understand the concerns that you have. And you may not have kids in the house anymore. You may even have grandkids. You have concerns about your grandkids. You have concerns about the people that you love. Again, that, that, that is uh, warranted. But 1 John chapter 4, let, let's turn there. I want to read you something. I want to encourage you just for a moment. 1 John chapter 4 and verse number 1 says, Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. For many false prophets have gone out into the world. By this you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in flesh is from God. And every spirit that does not confess Jesus is not from God. And this is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard was coming, but now is in the world already. So you know that. The spirit of the Antichrist has already been active in the world. You may be waiting for one that they call the Antichrist to come, but the spirit of the Antichrist is already active and has been active. And that's, that's part of the storm that we see around us. But having said that, uh, let me encourage you right quick. 
says, little children, you are from God. Now, how many of you are from God? Okay. Now, because you are from God, you have overcome them. For he who is in you is greater than he that is in the world. I'm going to say that again, and I expect a little bit of better response there. The one who is in you is greater than the one that is in the world. So, now look, you may have concerns, but don't be scared. Because of who he is, you have overcome what is out there. You see that? Did Jesus defeat sin at the cross? Yes. Did Jesus publicly shame the enemy at the cross? What are you scared of? Now, I understand you got concerns. There's a lot of stuff out there. I get it. And you want, you want your kids to be raised in the Lord and live uh, what we would say long-term discipleship in him all the days of their life. I get it. They're going to have to make their decisions. Every person must decide for themselves the life that they're going to live. I understand. But don't be scared. You do not, listen to me, you do not have to hide from the world. Church is not, hey, okay, let's gather together. Lock the doors. Lock the windows. Pull the shades down. Because we're scared of what's out there. I'm not scared of the world. The greater is he that's in me than he that is out there. Why would I be scared? Now, it's not to say that anything goes in the church. That's why we talk about your family should be a shelter from the storm. Your church should be a shelter from what's out there. Your close friendships should be a shelter for what's out there. So last week, we gave a really simple principle, but, but I want to remind you of it. Your family is a shelter from the storm. Prayer is the first step. You must be tenacious in your prayer for your family. Fight for your family. Fight for them. You have close friendships. I'm sure you do. Fight for your friends. Prayer. You should fight for your church, by the way. Amen. Tenacious in your prayer. To James writes, the prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective. Amen. So, so be people of prayer. As a matter of fact, we encourage you to make a plan. How are you going to fight for your family? How are you going to fight for your friends? How are you going to fight for your church? Pray. Make a plan. Now, when I wrote the slide, and the slide I have today says the same thing. Your family is a shelter from the storm. I originally wrote it and said your family should be a shelter from the storm. Then I changed it. I said is. I'm not even going to play the should be. You, you should know that your family should be a shelter from the storm of sin and what's going on in society and the things that are not of God. It is. No, no should be. So the question is, what is the culture of your family? What is the culture of your family? Is the, in other words, is your family 
a source of life rooted in Jesus? Or is the storm in your family? Now, I said this last week. Let me remind you, you can pray all day long that the storm stays out of your family, but then you bring the storm in yourself. That doesn't make any sense. That, that you, and, and of course the, the parents of the home, you are the model. You're the one that sets the tone. If you are praying the storm doesn't get in your home, are the actions of how you live in your home and how you parent and how you treat your spouse and all that kind of stuff, does it line up with your prayers? Or are you double-minded? Pray one thing and act another way. You can pray, Lord, I don't want the storm to come in my house. I want, I want my kids to be sheltered from what's going on in society. Then the first time you get mad, you're yelling and throwing stuff and slamming things around and, and being physically intimidating. You're the storm. How many know what I'm talking about? Prayer is the first step. But then there's got to be some self-reflection about you, that you are a source of life in your home, that, that your marriage, though everybody goes through ups and downs, your marriage is a source of life to one another, but then as a model for your kids about what married life should be, Right? That the kind of things that you bring into your home, in other words, that what, what happens on your television and your social media, it, all, it lines up with that prayer. And that even counts when nobody knows what you're doing. Shelter from the storm. And it's like the example we had last week, when, when prayer is that first step, it's like you're anchored to Jesus and it's this rope that you hold on to and you just simply don't let go. No matter how, how crazy and how violent the winds get and how, th how much things get moved around, we stayed anchored to Jesus because he is the anchor. Amen? So I want to give you a, a second thing today. It's, it's on the screen. It's about discernment. Your family should be a shelter from the, the storm, so learn to discern. Learn to discern. That's catchy. It rhymes. You see that? I came up with that all by myself, I promise. Learn to discern. Now, I'm going to talk to you a little bit about discernment today. But understand this. Your family, your friendships, your church is absolutely a responsibility in your life that you chose to take on. And when we talk about searching for life purpose, what's my purpose in life? What should I do? Well, what's in your hand? Are you married? Your spouse is a responsibility in your life. You had kids, that was you too. Guess what? You have responsibility in your life. You've come together in friendships, guess what? You have responsibility in your life. God's rooted you in a church, guess what? You have responsibility in your life. It's in your hand. You can't be nonchalant about the responsibilities in your life. God has given you them. So what you do with them means everything. 
So I've got to learn that, that whatever's going on in society, though I'm concerned, I'm not scared, but I have to create an environment, a culture, a way of being that my family is a shelter of a storm. And one of the ways you do that is learn to discern. Let me, let me give you a definition of discernment, then we'll read a couple verses here. Discernment is the ability to decide between truth and error, the ability to decide between right and wrong. It's actually, we're going to read a, a verse in Hebrews, it's actually a skill that you learn by practice. So discernment shows up that, uh, in your thinking that you are able to see distinctly truth, the will of God, the ways of God versus other things that must be applied to how you live. In other words, discernment is synonymous with the ability to think biblically. And of course, we know 1 Corinthians 12, one of the gifts of the Spirit is the gift of discernment. There'll be certain situations and moments in your life where the Holy Spirit helps you in this and drops discernment in your heart about a situation. So Hebrews chapter 5, let's look at some verses about this. Hebrews chapter 5, and uh, verse number 14. Uh, the writer of Hebrews is uh, in the middle of talking about, hey, we've we got to stay strong in this, but listen, there's some growth involved here. He said, verse uh, 14 of chapter 5, but solid food is for the mature. Now watch this, part of maturity is this. For those who have their powers of discernment trained by constant practice to distinguish good from evil. See that? You've got to, by practice, sharpen yourself to distinguish good from evil, right from wrong, the ways of God versus the ways of the world. Amen. Romans chapter 12, let's look at another one. Pages are stuck together. Hear that? There we go. Romans 12, 2. It says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. But how does that happen? That by testing, you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and even perfect. You see that? Discernment helps you see what the will of God is, and what is good? What's acceptable to him? Actually, what is leading us in the paths of righteousness, of, of this, what uh, Paul is writing there that, with that word perfect? All right, another one, Ephesians chapter 5. In verse number 7, Ephesians 5, 7 talking about those who are, are uh, lost in their sin. It says, therefore, do not become partners with them. For at one time you were in darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. So walk as children of light. For the fruit of light is found in all that is good and right and true. And watch this, because of that. And try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. Take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. See that? So part of the way that we are to begin to live as believers, those who follow him, is begin to discern. 
What is good, and that is God. What is, what is pleasurable, that is of God. What is the will of God? What is the right way versus the ways of a lost world? Your home should be a shelter from the storm because you are discerning what is good for the home. Because you are discerning what is the will of God for the home. You're discerning for the home what is good, but what also then is not right and what is evil and what may be, you know, uh, permissible but not beneficial. You've got to learn to discern. Because your home should not be anything goes. So I've told you this before. So the very first apartment we ever bought um, when we got married, bought, rented when we got married, was upstairs of a second story of a house. And the bedroom did not have a door on it. It had saloon doors. You know what I'm talking about? They're swinging. It was an amazing thing. A lot, I don't, I don't understand. But anyways, the front door of your house should not be saloon doors. <laughs> the front door of your house should be a door. Solid oak, four inches thick with four locks on it. Because when it's time to discern, you can shut that thing and lock it and say no. You see that? That's up to you. Too many of us, our house is like a saloon door. Just whatever blows in just walks right in. There's no discernment. There's no checking it. And and it's in there. Listen to me. Again, the devil is not going to show up at your house in a red suit with pointy ears and a long pointy tail and a pitchfork, and he's not going to say, hey, I'm the devil, can I come in? He's sneaky. You have to learn to discern. But too often, even sometimes when we identify that it's not of God, we still say, well, come on in. You can hang out just for a little bit. But let me introduce you to my wife, and let me introduce you to my three kids. You're not going to stay. I know, I know it's a little shaky. I know, I know I don't feel right about this necessarily, but, but come on in. Hang out here a little bit. Listen to me. You've got to learn to say no. And say no with your spirit and then say no with your actions. But again, like I was saying, you can pray all you want to, but then you can be the storm yourself. Discernment has to start with you. Now, Discernment is grounded in the word. Amen? Kelly left her Bible here. I'm going to grab it. This is the foundation of your discernment. Let me, let me tell you something. If all the time you get the word is when you show up to church, I'm going to tell you that's not enough. You've got to be a person of the word. Because this will teach you to discern right from wrong the will of God from the ways of the world, things that are of God and things that are not of God, things that are good and things that are not good. This will teach you. you got to be a person of the word. Another avenue that helps you with discernment is certainly the Holy Spirit. He will help you with conviction. When you're convicted, please listen. Don't play a game with him and ask why. 
Don't, don't shout his voice down in a specific thing so long that you don't even hear it anymore. You've got to learn to listen when the Holy Spirit convicts you. Amen? Uh, sometimes, by the way, good relationships help you with discernment because somebody that's for you will say, hey, I don't think that's good. Sometimes accountability from other people can help you. But you've got to learn to guard your home with discernment. So I guess an easy example, all three of my kids growing up love to read. It may be abnormal, but they all love to read. So they're constantly bringing in series of books that they wanted to read. Our house was not a saloon door. Well, yeah, okay, go ahead, no problem, whatever. You know, we did, we checked it out. Oftentimes, sometimes they even know it, we would read it too and discern. Our kids just weren't allowed to watch anything on the television. Pay attention. I know it's hard these days with phones, but, but you pay attention to what's going on on there. It's not a saloon door. It's got to have a front door. And parents, listen to me. I'm just to tell you, it's okay to say no. It's okay to say no. Well, Johnny and Susie do this. Okay, that's great. Johnny and Susie can do this. But no. Let me give you a little tip on parenting. Explain why. Just don't say no. Because part of them being raised in the things of the Lord is beginning to understand why you say no. By the way, don't always just say no. Be, be a yes person too, by the way, but, but in the things of the Lord. But when you say no, give a reason why you say no. Because you'll begin to teach them this is the way of children of light, right? Now, I understand, by the way, there's going to be times when you get a check in your, your spirit and you don't know why. I get that, and there may not be any reason. That's happened to me with, with my kids, and I know with my wife, with my kids, uh, that I don't, I don't know. I just don't feel good about this. How many want to talk about? You know what? Say no. And if the kid's throwing a fit, say, okay, more often than not, I explain to you. I, I try to explain, but this one, just trust me. You know why? You're my responsibility. And I take this very seriously. But we learn to discern. So what is in the home is godly, and it's pure, and it's upstanding, Right? And the things of the world, well, they're out there. Because eventually your kids are going to venture out there from under your direct care. And I'll never forget when I dropped this guy off at Toledo University, University of Toledo. And I dropped my other son off at Ohio Christian in Christian school. That don't mean a whole lot. Dropped him at Ohio Christian. And my daughter's in Michigan, four hours away right now at school. At some point, we dropped them off. And you walk away and you go, oh, my goodness. What did I just do? And then you're just saying all the prayers back to the guard. Oh, Jesus, help me. Help them. And, and you, but then you begin to trust. Look, I was not a perfect parent by any stretch of the imagination. But I trust that I raised them in the things of the Lord enough that they're going to keep going. 
But if they happen to walk away, they've been raised enough to know exactly where to come back to if necessary. Part of that is your discernment. That you don't allow things to get in their life as much as you can that turn into strongholds, ways of thinking, and all that kind of stuff. Guard your home. Shut the door and say no. Now, having said that, some of you need to really think about some stuff and start checking some things out. There may be some things in your home that you need to evict and get it out. And then start learning to shut the door when it tries to come back. Shelter from the storm. Now, when you're a kid, or maybe grandkids that come over, whatever it is, that there's something about your family unit that, that it's not a free-for-all. There's discipline there, but my goodness, there's love there. That though, yes, there's discipline, and sometimes it's very stern, it is a house of encouragement. And that it's grounded and rooted in the anchor Jesus and what it means to live for him. It all comes back to it. Why? Jesus. What's the reason? Jesus. Why do we got to do that? Jesus. Why can't we do that? Jesus. And it will begin to learn that Jesus is the source of life. The source of life. And we live life by him. We live life for him. We live life infused with him. Amen. But you have to learn to discern. And stick to your guns. Stick to your guns. Because, again, the enemy's going to be sneaky. He's going to look for any way that he can get in. But greater is he that is in me than he that's trying to get into my house. Greater is he that is in me. Listen, in wisdom, in principle of what true life is, in power in authority greater is he that is in me than all that stuff out there anyhow by the way pray for wisdom the greatest prayer of your life every day is lord give me wisdom that connects right to discernment amen but your house to be a shelter from the storm now sometimes when a message like this comes some people start to feel guilty because they start to think man i haven't been good at this Okay, today's a new day. And today, you can start taking steps to come to a place where you are comfortable that the center of everything that's happening in your house is Jesus. Amen? You believe that? So shelter from the storm. Learn to discern. Amen? All right, this is what we're going to do. Some people got to go get their babies. <clears throat> if you got to get your babies, go get your babies. <clears throat> Our church has babies. If there's a baby here I don't know about, you can bring it down too. Um, that's okay. Wouldn't surprise me with our church. Um, <laughs> but a baby dedication falls right into what we're talking about. <clears throat> that we are dedicating our children to the Lord in responsibility of how we raise them and the life that follows. Amen? So, how about this? 
If you have a, a Margo, come down here. I'll give Samara a second. She went down to get Miss Lena. Bostics are bringing their little ones up. <clears throat> so, well, I would love if, if you're here as a family for one of the, the babies, I want you to come down with them and stand with them. This is, this is the family thing. So if you have the whole set, we'll shove the chairs back. It's okay. No big deal. Are we good? All right, here we come. So, so yeah, come on down. If you, if you have a baby with your families, <clears throat> we'll get ready to, to dedicate them. <clears throat> Grandmas, aunts, uncles, you name it, brothers and sisters. You guys want to face me? It's okay. Turn around and face me. <clears throat> now, come on, Linda. You guys can be around, around front down here. Go ahead and stretch across the front. <clears throat> Kelly, if you would, if you jump up here and snap some pictures across here, that'd be great. Oh, come on, Chamberlain. So we have. We have today Miss Lena and Miss Eliana and Miss Adonia and Miss Harper. Okay, that are being dedicated to Jesus today. That's it. That's it, right? I'm not missing anybody. Okay. Stand down here. This kind of stuff is sacred to me. Jesus said, "Hey, bring all the children to me, for such as these is the kingdom of God." For that's what Jesus said. Remember, remember the children wanted to get with Jesus and the disciples were like, hey, get them away, get them away. He's like, no, 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 bring me the children. And what, what we're doing in this moment is we're dedicating today the sanctity of life in which we believe. The sanctity of life. And what we're dedicating is these, these babies to the Lord that were calling forth a life in Jesus all the days of their life. We're also setting the responsibilities to the parents as we were talking today to raise them in the things of the Lord. But also, as a church, that this is a community of faith where we're saying, we're going to help you. You don't have to do this alone. We're going to pray for you. We're going to be there for you. Amen. That's what we believe. That these young ladies right here, Lena and Eliana and Adonijah, and Harper are going to live their days for Jesus. That their families are going to be shelters from the storm. That they're going to have a light for Jesus in all that they do. That these, these babies are purposed by God. They're made with reason. They're not just random. But God made them with specific design, specific purpose, and callings, and giftings. And we say, in Jesus' name, we bring those out. Amen. So if you would, let's stand as a church and let's pray. Let's pray together. Lord, I thank you for Lena. Blessed her in the name of Jesus. All the days of her life that she follows you and she lives for you. And the callings and giftings of her life are brought out as she grows in you. Long-term discipleship in Jesus' name. 
And we pray for Judah and Samara and grandparents of, and, and family members that they live wisdom, wisdom in Jesus' name, absolute wisdom. Lord, they're discerning right ways to live and things to do in the name of Jesus. And we thank you for that. We dedicate Lena unto you. And we pray for Eliana and Adoniah, Lord, that they live in the admonition of the Lord all the days of their life, Lord, for the things they were made with, their callings and their giftings their, that's brought out as they follow you, Lord. And I thank you for that. I pray for uh, Chamberlain and Liz and their family, Lord. Their family is a shelter from the storm. I pray their family is strengthened, Lord. And I pray, Lord, in the name of Jesus that, that their children, Lord, are reflective of the wonder of God that they see in their family, Lord. I thank you for that. We dedicate these young ladies unto you all the days of their life. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. A little Miss Harper, Lord, we, we thank you for her. And I thank you that she is going to live all the days of her life in your care as a child of the light. I pray in the name of Jesus, Lord, talents and giftings and callings, they, they come forth from her life as she follows you. And I thank you for that in Jesus' name. And I pray for Canyon and, and Kenzie, Lord, that they are walking in wisdom and discernment, Lord, of how to raise this young lady. Lord, at times it may seem tough. It's okay. That's parenting, Lord. But, but they, they are following you and what to do. And this is a strong family unit, shelter from the storm, in Jesus' name. Lord, we dedicate Miss Harper unto you, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Lord, we thank you for the children. Bring them all unto us, for the kingdom of heaven is for them. Blessings on these children today, and all the kids of our church, Lord. That, that Lord, that they are young people who are not only growing in you, but they're a light to the world. Change our world for you. We thank you for that in Jesus' name. We all say amen. 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 Hey, let's give him a hand this morning. <clears throat> My goodness. My goodness. All right, if you grab a seat, I want to show you something really quick. And then, then we'll dismiss... Um, I really encourage you after we dismiss in a second to stick around for our baptism, but celebrate that as a family also. Okay. Now, real fast, real fast. Uh, this is for you that are visiting. Just bear with me just for, for one minute here. Um, as a church, I think you guys know that we don't spend money on advertising at all. Okay. It's just not something we put finances in. The, the most we do is what we do on social media, and every once in a while we order invite cards that you guys can take out, and they're like, I don't know, a couple hundred of them for 40 bucks. So we don't put money into advertising. So every once in a while we put together something and put it on social media and ask you to share it on your social media as a way to uh, kind of invite people to church, maybe get a little glimpse about our church a little bit. So uh, my assistant, whose name is Alexis, put the, a video together. It's 30 seconds long. Uh, she had a pool of pictures. She chose them and, and put something together. I'm going to show you the video. What we're going to do is we're going to post this on our Facebook page on Thursday, and I encourage you till Sunday, if you want to, repost it on your, your Facebook or, or Instagram, whatever you have, and put something with it about, and, you know, invite somebody to church, you know, you'll have a seat for them. 
and whatever. But go ahead and play the video so they can see it so they know what I'm talking about. Put that out Thursday morning. Go ahead and share it. I just wanted to show it to you so you knew what it was. All right, so go get your kids. You're dismissed this morning. Thank you for being here, but don't go anywhere. Come outside in about 10 minutes. We'll baptize some people and celebrate some more.